And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. to the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20 because when you do, you get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, it is Free Trade Friday. And that means it is a great opportunity to get into talking about some ways the Rockies can move some pieces around. We got a few that we've looked at. We got one that has been sent in specifically by someone who's been commenting throughout the week. Liam, we see you. We hear you. We're going to get to your thoughts a little bit later in the show, and we're very excited to do that. But first, Patrick, we've got to begin with a subject near and dear to both of our hearts, and that is baseball. I was going to say below, but I'm 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 changing it. I am I'm editing myself in real time, and I'm going to say outside of Major League Baseball, the other stuff, if you will. And this is now minor league baseball that we're going to get into. Today we've talked about you know what's gone on with Grand Junction and uh, some of these other you know the the Northern Colorado team and, and the excitement of that. But the question remained: What will the actual minor leagues look like? Who are going to be the affiliates? There are a couple who are the same, and there are a couple who are new. And so we're going to get into that right now, Patrick. But it's uh, uh, it's an exciting time, I still think, to be a fan of minor league baseball uh we know it was it was brutal there for a minute but to put it another way just to be a fan of all of this outside of MLB baseball it's a great time to be a fan of that and you've got some new merch to go out and buy and some new logos to find and some new teams to follow and uh yeah so why don't, why don't we get the people up to speed on what's new what's the same and what there is to be excited about a lot of teams experience uh, some change in their affiliates. Only a handful were able to keep uh, four of their five or six affiliates. And for the Rockies, they were able to keep half of them, uh, which is pretty good. And, and the two most notable ones, I think, kind of at the top of the, of the food chain, or at least the affiliation chart, is Albuquerque and Hartford. So you're still going to see you know, the, the best and brightest of the Rockies, you know, present and, and future, coming up through the yard goats through the isotopes. So nothing has changed with that. Uh, those, you know, unions between uh, the two organizations have been, you know, fantastic, especially the isotopes. Um, you know, the, the deal with the, the yard goats has been really great. There was some, you know, opportunity, I believe for, for Colorado to maybe have uh, changed their double A affiliate to a little bit closer to, to home and in Wichita and Amarillo, but 
again, when you've got a, a, a top stadium in, in Dunkin' Donuts Park, and when you've got, you know, a, a brand that's pretty notable and it is usually one of the top selling in, you know, minor league baseball, you say, all right, stadium is, is really new. Uh, you still have, you know, a packed out uh, ballpark that gets sold out on a, on a nightly basis. So you really can't go wrong. The only, you know, challenging aspect with with having Hartford is just the travel right if you got a guy in double a that you either need in Albuquerque or you need in Colorado we haven't seen that many jumps of uh, players going from double a to the majors it happens with some other uh, other major league clubs sometimes it's because their triple a facility is awful and it's actually just easier to have right. a guy go in double a make the jump to the major and and never really gets an opportunity to to play in triple a because maybe they don't need to it's just a better sit fit um, but yeah, Hartford is, is a, a fantastic ballpark. So I, I was really glad to see them come back. And then the two new changes, the two new updates is you've got, uh, now in high a, so it was previously a short season ball, much like what we had in the pioneer league, but instead of being contracted, the Northwest league, which is, has a, you know, very long and storied history actually becomes a full season league up there in the Pacific Northwest. And I believe, you know, the Rockies had an opportunity to stick with Boise, but uh, must not have liked the facilities all that much. The relationship might have just been, okay, uh, Texas moves out of Spokane, and now you have, uh, as their high A affiliate, uh, the Spokane Indians. And, um, you know, it, it's interesting that because that's a word that, uh, personally, I don't I don't use a lot to describe you know the team in Cleveland or the team that plays baseball in Atlanta. Uh, but in Spokane, I know that organization has done a really good job with working with uh, the local Native American tribes, and 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 those folks there have said, no, please continue using the name Indians in in this particular market, and uh, we feel honored. They do something cool where they have jerseys uh, with Salish. Uh, text on it like the, the the written language of of the tribe up there so um, they've done a good job of of being respectful in that so i'm looking forward to, to see what that relationship is like and then then maybe most the most controversial one is is fresno who you know was a a triple a uh team a triple a affiliate for a bunch of different clubs you know a long time with san francisco yeah. for yeah. a while houston and uh, most recently the washington nationals yes the East Coast Washington Nationals were affiliated with Fresno. And that was kind of the problem is you had a lot of teams saying, if we can find a new match with somebody other than Fresno, we would really be ecstatic. So they kind of, you know, the game of musical chairs, they were always last out, um, or they were always first out, I should say. Yeah, and, sure, right. But I think I remember how that rule was. It almost works both. Actually, that phrase almost works both ways, right? It just depends on what what, what you're playing, right? What yeah, the game right. Is, to be first out or last out? Because yeah, left out. <laughs> True. Well, we'll 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 have to go back into my uh, yeah. musical chairs rule book. I've got it back here somewhere. That's right. I don't have the 2021 version yet, but I think that's <laughs> set to come out next week anyway. Um, update the rules <laughs> to musical chairs. <laughs> there, um, and so, yeah, so, you know, Major League Baseball really kind of ran this thing a lot. Um, I even heard recently that some of the independent teams were kind of uh, maybe uh, pushed upon those Major League affiliates. You know, you have uh, St. Paul, which is independent team, totally independent, and has nothing to do with Major League Baseball or Minor League Baseball, and yet now they're going to be the AAA affiliate for the Minnesota Twins. You also had the same situation, Sugarland Skeeters, about 22 miles uh, west southwest of, of Houston, 
not sure which of those have been pushed on, but again, I've, I've, I've heard a couple sources. So MLB was kind of moving some things around. They said, you know what, we're kind of done with Fresno being a, a AAA affiliate, very much like what happened in, in Colorado Springs. So Fresno says, well, look, we don't have to get rid of you entirely, but the only way you can stick around really is to drop all the way down you know, to the lowest rung in, in low A in the California League. And as, as bad as that might seem, it's even worse for Lancaster. You know, the Jethawks were you know, a really good affiliate for the Rockies for a handful of years after, you know, their relationship with the Modesto Nuts, who a lot of you guys remember when Trevor Story oh, yeah. was on that squad. Sure. Uh, the Mariners ended up buying, you know, a stake in their ownership. So immediately, boom, the Modesto Nuts become uh, a Seattle affiliate. So, again, musical chairs. Rockies end up with Lancaster. They've got 40-mile-per-hour winds blowing to the outfield. Uh, you know, we talked to one of their their coaches on our draft show. It was phenomenal. And again, it's Fresno is the the lesser of of two evils in a lot of ways. So that'll that's an interesting union. And and for anyone also that that's noticing, the Cal League was previously high A, so that obviously came after low A, but they reversed it. So what MLB did was, and this is I think a pretty solid idea, they took um, the all of the high A leagues and made them low A because those high A leagues were in warmer climates. We had California in the Cal League. You had the South Atlantic League, which shrunk down to really just the South. And you had the Florida State League. And they said, well, you know what? We've got these players that are coming out of high school, uh, coming out of college, again, transitioning into the pro game. Some of them are coming from the Dominican Republic, Venezuela, places like that. It's their first time in America. We want their, you know, difficult experience with being a pro in April and May to be in warmer climates rather than the colder ones of the Midwest League, now the Northwest League. Right. Um, so they said, you know what, let's actually flip that around. So when you get to high A, your second full season uh, in, in the game, now you're going to have to deal with the cold weather a little bit. And I think that makes a lot of sense. So, um, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to, to see what happens with those those two new uh, affiliates. It, the ball's just kind of gotten started rolling, and, and for Rockies fans out there, you know, I, I'm sure you miss you're gonna you're gonna miss uh, a lot of those clubs, particularly Grand Junction. But now you've got an excuse to travel to Washington State to go to Spokane, and uh, and you got a, another reason to go to California if you didn't have enough already. Boom, check out a Fresno Fresno Grizzlies game. Yeah, yeah. I think you know because I, my heart had come to terms with a long time ago that the, it was going to happen for Grand Junction, and you know it was almost more of a relief when we learned that. They were going to have a team and 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 a uh, one with at least some initial support out there, and and that's really good for for the people of that. So I, I think the only real big bummer for me here is, of course, the loss of an affiliation with the Asheville Tourists. Yeah, uh, talk about some long and storied organizations and and the ballpark they've got out there, and like Babe Ruth and stuff played on it. <laughs> I think at at, uh, at McField. So it's like, um. But there, and and they had this like same kind of dilemma. You alluded to it there with the yard goats, not with the storied history, but basically branding and you know the idea and selling and and something that fans love. You yeah. know when when we shared this with the with the DNVR staff, right? I think you and I were both of the mind that like the yard goats are super dope and cool, and everybody loves the yard goats. Uh, mm -hmm. but there was an opportunity maybe there to 
one, get it, tap into a new brand, and two, tap into a new region and really start creating more hardcore Rockies fans from the ground up. And, and I think that we both agree, you know, there's some lost potential there. And it's, uh, but when we shared this with with the staff, right, what was the, their number one thought was they better not get rid of the yard goats, right? That right. was all they care about, right? And I think for the for the casual fan, especially losing both the yard goats and the tourists at the same time might have been a bit much, right? Like that yeah. that might have been real tough. And so I can understand why they went with like you just said, man, we just like built this beautiful new stadium, these. You know, the the branding really is phenomenal. The jerseys are great. The logo's fantastic. Guys get a kick out of being on the team. Uh, it's it's unique. Though there's a lot of that in minor league baseball. There's there's it's not like they're bereft of uniqueness at the minor league level. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it was kind of they were a little bit stuck there between like a practicality. So yes, you lose the Asheville tourists, but traveling out to Asheville, uh you know, for, for a Rockies affiliate, for a Rockies minor league uh, all the time when California and Washington are right there and maybe a little more similar to the types of environments you're more likely to be playing in as you move up the rungs and then into your big league career. Um, those kinds of things are just far more valuable and, and meaningful in a pragmatic way. <laughs> and so, like, I, I, I will miss the, uh, the tourist thing, though. And so that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's familiarity, right? Like you're you're comfortable yeah. with it, even if you don't like it. Like I mean, again, right now, you know, we we've talked about this. Rockies fans are are a little frustrated in their team, but yeah, it's your team. You got to deal with it, right? Like it's right. again, it's this familiarity thing that you just, you know, whether it, whether you whether you're you're happy or not, it's like, well, that is that's my team. Like you're you're just used to it, um, and and yeah, that's a disappointment. It, you know, you go back and look at all the different Rockies affiliates that they've had, you know, outside of that, the most recent switch from Colorado Springs to Albuquerque, um, you know, they've jumped around different markets and, and that happens. That happens all the time. It's, it's, it's normal. You look at any five, 10 year stretch could happen where you're, you you know, you, you change affiliates, but for the Rockies, their low, their low A affiliate has always, hear that word? Always, always been. The col has always been uh, the Asheville Tours. Yeah, since yeah. 1994. Um, you know, yeah. because again, before then, they didn't have enough prospects to field the team. So that was where they started, and that was, that was one of the oldest in all of baseball too. That was another yeah. thing too. It was one of the the top like 15. It was an honor um, to the organization yeah. to get it. It was an it, and it has been an honor. Yeah, mm. and now it's an affiliate. For the Houston Trashdros. No, isn't that just the worst? Now, them, anyone <laughs> but them. I know. Uh, anyone but the. Strohs. I know that that will be a regret because I had yeah. eh, a 50-50 opportunity, but did I? No, I don't know if I had a 50-50 opportunity to go to a tourist game, but I do know that I I wish I would have gone when they're a Rockies affiliate, and I yeah. uh, our our guy Mace, you know what I mean, does a great job covering the the Broncos. Like he's he's been out there even like he's yeah. he's just a big sports fan, and if you're a huge baseball fan, it's like you know at a certain point you you might check off a, a good amount of of major league stadiums, and even if you don't finish all thirty, you go well, you know what let's let's go to North Carolina and let's let's check out a bunch of spots. Let's go to let's go to you know see the Durham Bulls. Uh, the Winston Salem Dash, the Canapolis Intimidators, and the Asheville Tourists—like they're—they've got to be at the top of the list. So that's that's definitely sad, but but at least they get to they get to live on, right? It's it's totally different than 
you know, with Grand Junction and the Rocky Mountain right. vibes and, and Lancaster Jethawks where right. – and Boise, Boise Hawks too, who, right. who are now going to go ahead and join the Pioneer League. So yeah. uh, they'll be together with, with the Grand Junction Rockies. But, yeah, really, that, that's yeah, sad. But, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> but there's some new things. And, and did you know yeah. – do you know – like you know how minor league teams have all these like alternative unis and nicknames and stuff, right? Sure, right. So the the Fresno Grizzlies have two. So they're um, uh, Copa de la Diversión or Fun Cup uh, nickname is uh, are the Fresno Lowriders. So they actually have a hat with a like it, it was coincidentally a purple lowrider on it. Um, so that's kind of cool. And uh, one of the first things they did, um, I think they were the second team to do this, but they come up with like a food brand, which you know is again is another thing that's really popular. Uh, for the yard goats, they have the Hartford steamed cheeseburgers. If, don't know why you'd want to do that. Don't know if it's good or not, but they do have merchandise for that. Um, and you might be able to get it on sale because it's not the most popular of the food identities. Uh, Albuquerque has a good one. Uh, the green chili cheeseburgers. Again, coincidentally, got got two burgers there for their affiliates. So uh, the green chili cheeseburgers for the Albuquerque isotopes. Well, for Fresno. Get this, of all the teams, the Rockies get paired with the Fresno Tacos. Yes, they, they just have a logo of a taco, and there's a good chance if you go and search out that logo, you've probably seen it before, and you go, oh, yeah, I've, I've seen this hat. I didn't know it had anything to do with baseball. There's no real you know, baseball relation uh, of, in the logo, no, no seams, no baseball bat, no bases, home plate none of that just a just a taco it's it's fantastic looking and it kind of gets me excited for uh, you know a purple variety that same thing purple variety of of the fresno grizzlies drew you missed the big reveal the fresno I did. tacos i, I yeah i got low tacos, riders man. i didn't get tacos um yeah tacos how, how, what are the odds of that not be in on that yeah that's so I mean, cool you're just gonna have to get them to put an apostrophe in there and and run with the whole thing <laughs> yeah like oh they will i i think they're they're crafty enough to do that for sure. That I think that's pretty again, you, you can't you can't write these things up, but that'll be that'll be a bonus at least. Again, if you're gotta buy new swag for a new team if you want to support, you're it's it just it all coalesces really nicely. It's like, oh, this is a two for one purchase. At least that's how you may have to justify it to your significant other, right? Right, that totally, totally. Uh so one thing I wanted to say before we move on to our other big topic of the day, just Quickly, I know it's been a year of this type of stuff and people like don't like to dwell on these types of things, but I would like for um, Spokane to consider changing that name. If you've listened closely to this podcast, you've probably noticed that both Patrick and I tend to say Cleveland instead of the mascot name um, in football always was Washington before it was literally the Washington football team. And you know, my, my estimation is to be neutral on those kinds of things is to support the status quo. And I do not support the status quo. There's in a league where there's yard goats and rumble ponies and flying squirrels and just a million things that you can be. Uh, there's no reason to be that one anymore. There's just there's no reason for that. And so that's my take on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you said it really well. I mean, go back and look at any article. You know, there's there's been plenty of times where. I'll have to wear out the word Cleveland, Cleveland, or the team, you know, the team that plays at Jacobs Field, all that. And, and Atlanta, we see Atlanta a lot more than Cleveland. 
Um, so yep. it becomes harder. But again, if uh, if you go back and listen, you'll you'll notice that you know we haven't said that's it's something that I know I, I started doing. Someone pointed it out to me, um, a guy I respect, and said, right. actually, there's this broadcaster in, in Toronto where you know he doesn't doesn't use uh, those terms at all. And I go, oh, that's I mean, it's actually relatively simple just to take that second. And really, you know, think of that, you know, pronoun, if you will, or think of that nickname um, for someone. So I've, I've, I've done that, done that, and uh, I know you have too, Drew. And it's kind of the least we could do, at, at least until, until it gets resolved, you know. Yeah. If minor league baseball proves nothing else, it's that there's so many great nicknames, right? And and branding things that you can be. There, there's no reason to dig in on being something that causes any amount of pain to anybody. There's just no reason. Right. And get this, a, a rudimentary search of the internet turns up that at, at various points in their history, because Spokane, long, rich history, they mm -hmm. have five different, well, I'm going to say four different really sweet names. The, the, the fifth one I'll toss out, they were the Spokane Hawks. Okay. Okay, whatever. Yeah, right. a, no. In 1891, they were the Spokane Bunch Grassers. Let's uh, go. Step aside, yard goats. In, in 1892, they rebrand to bunch grassers, but as one word instead of two. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Spent a lot of money on typeset. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary. Blue stockings in 1901. And then, that's not bad. And then in uh, 1902, which not sure, you know, what this is in reference to, but uh, in 1902 for a single season, they were the Spokane Smoke Eaters. So, uh, is that is that a reference to smoking tobacco? Don't know, but I'm intrigued, and they all don't immediately scream, of, you know, offensive. <laughs> <laughs> so, dressers, I'm all for it, man. Bring I'm all for dressers. I mean, again, if we play our cards right, if we get the petition, I mean, I think we need to shift our emails to Dick Monfort and really say, look, <laughs> our goal is now. We've got Marvin Freeman, so <laughs> we can right. do anything now. We've had Marvin right. Freeman on, so now our goal is. Yeah. For the the in July of next year for the 2021 MLB draft, we want to be speculating about hey Matt McClain, Alberto Del Castillo, a Kumar Rocker, Jack Leiter. If the Rockies take this guy, does he immediately go to the Spokane uh, bunch grassers, or you know maybe you start him a little higher and challenge him at Hartford? That's our goal right now. The only debate should be one word or two. That's really the only debate that should be had about this. If it's one word. I quit. If it won, if it's one word, I riot. That's it. I'm team two words. So there we go. See, now. Okay, cool. we're good. We're good. No issues there. Bunch grassers. That Bunch grassers. Fantastic. All right. Well, <laughs> if you want to be well enough educated so that you can name your own minor league baseball, mm. or maybe so that you can pull off one of these trades we're about to talk about, we'll head over to MSU Denver online. They are the experts in how to give you an online which right now means a safe education and you don't have to scamp on quality in fact you're going to get way way better quality getting an online education from msu denver than from a lot of the big institutions that are still charging you like normal prices to go and do this stuff check out msudenver.edu slash online find the teachers that give the most responsive responses to everything you've got going on in your educational life, man. They know what's going on out there. They know it's tough. They've got flexible schedules for you. They know how to work with you, whether you're starting a new degree, finishing up an old one, or just picking up a new skill for your next job in life or just for fun, just to be 
a more well-rounded human being. I've found that that is often the, the best part of an education. Uh, so head over to msudenver.edu slash online. Check them out today. Big fans of DNVR. We're big fans of theirs. Give them some love if you're out there looking for your next educational opportunity. MSU Denver, home of the scamp free education. <laughs> TM to that's, that's right. That's right. Bunch grassers. The MSU Denver. No, I, I think they're what are they? they're they're a bird. Roadrunners. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. Made famous when Bud Black showed up to uh, a pregame conference in a in a Roadrunners cap. He was he was like it was like the best gift he had ever received. He's like, right. I have a Roadrunners cap now in my arsenal. But again, how dope is that? Like Roadrunners. Like it doesn't even take that That's hard cool. to get a unique right. and creative, like the branding, the blue and red branding they've got is cool. Like the mm-hmm. logo. And it's like an athletic animal, right? Like there, there's speed. Like it's great, man. There's so many cool things you can be. Yeah. Cool. The, the weird thing is, is that all the teams in their conference uh, in sports, they're all the Coyotes. <laughs> So, which is you're like really the coyotes are going to no i'm just kidding that's not a bad joke really bad <laughs> really bad Always Although, I, I wonder i wonder do the players uh if you're if you're an msu denver roadrunner do you shop at acme i don't it's hey. a supermarket i don't know do they have you ever been to an acme supermarket that might be more east coast oh i was gonna say i've seen them it, it is one okay you know they exist piggly wiggly yeah right that kind of yeah Kroger's for folks that are from Ohio, they right. call it Kroger's City Kroger. Market. If you're on the Western Slope, yeah, <laughs> it's the only place it's called that. I don't know why. What's going ah, on? We don't there? we don't have any on the Eastern Slope City Markets. I feel like I've seen one somewhere maybe, around here. Maybe there are. Maybe yeah. uh, <laughs> City Market. That's where you can get your uh, Breck Brew, by the way. That's where I got mm. this at a uh, King Supers. That's what oh. most call them. Get them at liquor stores and stuff. Can't wait for the uh, the farmhouse to open back up. That'll be fun. What do I got here? Lager. Isn't the That's... juice drop supposed to be uh, aptly dropping soon? It, 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 I believe it has dropped, and I have been on the outs. I don't know how uh, I'm – I don't know who I have got to – what other podcast I've got to go on, what DraftKings sports book bet I've got to win around here to get some of that Drew, new beer, man. True. Between you and me, don't tell anyone, I hear it's easier to get a PS5 than it is to get this new <laughs> <laughs> Can you confirm? Can you confirm? I can maybe confirm that so far. Okay, all right. Hi. Somehow. <laughs> Thanks to the DNVR fam. Speaking of the DNVR fam, one things we love doing with all of you out there is speculating. You know, it's one thing Mm. to talk about what they do, the men sitting in the chairs. And now, mm, mm, excuse me, the 29 men and one extraordinarily qualified woman sitting in the chairs and making these decisions. We all like to comment on the job that they do but every once in a while it's nice to take a little turn yourself imagine what it would be like we're all that's what we're all doing anyway let's let's be honest we're we'd all like to believe in some world with maybe the right staff and resources we could be the gm of our favorite sports team and even if that's not true we can certainly be the gm of our favorite sports team on a podcast and that's what we're gonna do and that's what we're gonna help you to do so remember go to baseballtradevalues.com to work these things out, send something to us. Phone's trying to talk to me. That's an interesting situation. But yeah, <laughs> uh, 
And uh, we've got a couple today, Patrick. Why don't you throw them out here, and we I, I'm going to react to them right along with everybody else. Yeah, this is exciting because this first one, again, is from, from one of you listeners, Liam. Um, again, baseballtradevalues.com. Even, even if you can't get on that, just shoot us an email and say, hey, is this reasonable? Me and my friends, we've been talking. Is this just a reasonable deal? I think the Rockies would do it. I think the other team might do it as well. Here's a simple one. You've got Jesus Gonzalez and Francisco Mejia, a somewhat bat-first catcher, going from San Diego to Colorado, and the Rockies receive, or rather the Rockies give up. Jimmy Heron, outfield prospect they received a couple years ago from the Cubs, and $3 million in cash to balance it out. Pretty fair. So again, Rockies give up some outfield depth. You know, again, not not anyone that I've heard too much about since they acquired him from the Cubs and Jimmy Heron, uh, and they receive... Francisco Mejia, uh, bat first catcher that yeah, he can play a little third base. It's kind of new in his arsenal. Uh, I think the Rockies might be fairly set at third base uh, at the moment, uh, but uh, they also get a, a nice little pitching prospect in Jesus Gonzalez. What do you think about this low risk but maybe high upside deal, Drew? Yeah, I mean, I I I like it from a Rockies perspective. I think it's mm-hmm. the kind of thing that in a year where they're not penny pinching and they're they're not disinclined to kick in cash on a deal which they would definitely have to do to make this work uh it's something they might do and it's something they could do and something they could do to make the team better i i think what uh you know liam has has done here really well is recognize that um mejia can be a a player and then grab a a pitcher like you said just a pitcher and and trade from a guy who has got uh, some some value on them, shine on them, but not a ton and is further away. And so you're going, mm, not give it, like you said, it's sort of a, a low-risk thing. Uh, you, you win too much here, but uh, the bat of Mejia, very interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things, and it targets the right things. Uh, you know, it, th- th- that's what I, I like the most about. Yeah, and Gonzalez again, you know, a, a lefty, so you you like that, that possibility. The right thing. Yeah, we were yeah, talking right. about exactly. Cars are a thing, um, and you know, Mejia was was a guy that was he was a pretty big prospect. You know, he came over from uh, Cleveland. You know, that team called Cleveland uh, came over <laughs> in the uh, the Brad Hand, Adam Simber deal. Both those guys are no longer with Cleveland. Francisco Mejia still around with with the Padres again that's that's one of the advantages you can get if you take some veteran guys you're not going to hold on to and bring in some young guys you can still keep those assets for a while so you know he struggled a little bit at the plate but um you know again former former top 100 prospect you know that 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 still could do some big things especially if you don't believe in um in, in Dom Nunez as your backup you can say well again look you're you're getting two guys that are somewhat projectable in an area that you know, you might not have as much depth. We know that there's not a lot of outfield depth in the minors, but you know, again, Jimmy Heron is not a guy um, that you have to worry too much about, about giving up uh, at any point. It's really the cash is probably you know that biggest thing. And 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 you know, I'm not I'm not sure that the the Rockies would be interested in essentially paying the three million dollars that they could have paid David Dahl in a deal like right. this, right? But I like right. I like. Right. But again, and and again. You know, one of the things with baseball trade values is these are just general uh, values. These are just general ideas of what a guy might be worth on the trade market. So, you know, 
depending on which player you're talking about, you could shift, you know, $3 million in value here or there. Sometimes it's even more than that. So really maybe it's Jimmy Heron and uh, much less cash for Jimmy Heron and a, and a prospect the Rockies are not too high on, but you know, uh, the, the Padres, you know, liked a couple years ago in the draft, something like that. A, a guy who was, was taken in the teens right. and you still can get Jesus Gonzalez and Francisco Mejia. So this was a real nice job by Liam um, really kind of looking and saying, all right, let's just kind of, Keep it simple. Uh, let's let's see if we can add without subtracting too much. Both sides, you know, depending on um, you know whether, whether or not the Padres are in on Jimmy Heron or not, is really the biggest factor. But that's not that huge of a factor, right? We're 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 right. we're not talking about oh, why would they give up all of this value for a question mark? Yeah, it might be a, Jimmy Heron might be a question mark, but they're not giving up that much value. So yeah, right. this deal. Could be doable. Yeah, you present them with a framework. This is, this is a very realistic framework. You could start with another GM and say, hey, what do you think of this? And they might go, mm, maybe not that, but I see what you're working with. So maybe something close to it. Or maybe they would take it. Like I said, I, I think if if right now the Rockies probably wouldn't approach the Padres with this because of the cash. If the Padres approached the Rockies with this exactly mm. as it is, and the Rockies went, oh, okay, could we maybe give you someone you like a little better than Heron and get that cash out of there? Cause we're real cash strapped, but maybe we'll give you a right. player you like a little better. Cause if you're willing to move Mejia, then we're willing to have this conversation. And, and I think that's what Liam's done here. I, I think a lot of times, and I'll do this too. When I, when I hop on there and I start trying to do trades, I'll, I'll try to nail down something that I think perfectly works. And a lot of times the best thing you can do is kind of lay out a framework and be like, okay, I'd be willing to part with, two of these three or four things and I want one or two of these and one or two of those from you. And then you almost have to let the other GM pick, right? That's a lot of right. times how these work. And so I love the framework here. Yeah. That's, that's PTBNL. That's player to be named later. It's, <laughs> totally. it's basically saying, Hey, at a certain point, you know, at the end of the season, we saw that uh, a lot more this off season or rather this trade deadline than in the past where at the end of the season, we'll go ahead and throw in, that extra player. Uh, but what we'll do is essentially almost like with an expansion draft, you say we'll protect 50 guys. So you go, Oh man, we're only getting the 51st best prospect. But okay. That's fine. You're, you are giving us something else. So what's your list of 50 guys you're going to protect. Yeah. And then we go, all right, who's left that we might like. Right. And the list could even be bigger. That could be a hundred. Like, look, we do just want you know, an extra body here or there uh, to see if we can get something, see if we can just, you know, feel good about the deal, whatever it is. But like you said, really good framework there from Liam. So we can go, hmm, do, do, yeah. do we want to get Atlanta out of the way or yeah, do we yeah, want to yeah. go another way? All right, let's, let's get Atlanta out of the way. This is another interesting yeah, deal. Right. And I think this one pairs really nice with the last one. Cause again, I think the biggest factor is the money going to Atlanta in this deal. And why you say, well, that alone right there is why it wouldn't happen. The Rockies are saying no, doesn't mean something like this certainly couldn't happen maybe with less money maybe with lesser players coming from atlanta but what we've got here uh one that was recently proposed in the past week on baseballtradevalues.com was charlie blackman and 20 25 million dollars in cash going to atlanta for center fielder ender in Ciarte, jared schuster recent first round left-hander out of wake forest and huasker enola that one you really need to think about saying if you if you're listening yeah, to this, yeah. you gotta line it up. Pencil, you gotta take a running spell it. Yeah, see if you can spell it. I'd be impressed. Uh, just this, this is our fun game for Friday. Huasker Enoa. See if you can spell that. But it, that balances out according to baseball trade values. 
And it may even be one where you say, well, the Rockies might be a little bit better next year. Maybe not. I, I think I might rather have Charlie Blackman in my lineup than Ender Inciarte. I'd rather have Inciarte's defense over Charlie Blackman. So really it becomes, is it worth that, you know, subtraction at the plate in order to get, you know, a, a first round left-handed starter like Schuster, Annie Noah, and you save maybe a little bit of money off of Blackman's contract. Yeah, this is, again, the kind of thing to just, like you said, it piggybacks so well because yeah. if Atlanta comes to me, if, if I'm putting myself in Jeff Breidich's chair and Atlanta comes to me with this, and I don't think that they have this. I'd have to look at their roster. I'd have to look at their books. I'd be going, is there a bad contract you want to trade me back? Because I don't have $25 million in cash, right? I, I went upstairs. I asked Dick. He said, get out of my office. I just cut David Dahl for $3 million. And so – Instead of the $25 million in cash, because again, as a framework, as a concept here, I don't hate this. I love Inciarte. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a fan of Ender Inciarte. I'm not entirely sure why. I just, I, I like him as a ball player. I, I, uh, but I, I like his defense. Uh, I like his uh, like leadoff capabilities. He's a good athlete. Um, so I like his ability to man the outfield. And while he's not going to come in and be Charlie Blackman, uh, he's going to come in and be a very capable defender who I think is going to get the most out of his offense at Coors Field. Then you do pick up a very, very quality starting pitcher who is, oh, yeah, lefty, big need, both just in general um, and at Coors Field. We talked to Mark Knudsen about that. And, oh, yeah, in the division, going up against Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager, and these types of dudes all the time. Uh, so again, if, and I don't love the idea of losing Charlie Blackman. Nobody loves the idea no. of losing Charlie Blackman. But we've talked a lot about this, Patrick. If there's a way for the Rockies to turn one pretty to really good player into four or five solid players, especially if one of those guys is a pitcher, and maybe the best of those guys, not even maybe, the best of those guys is a pitcher. I, you know, I'd be calling Atlanta back. I wouldn't, I'm not saying yes to this. If I'm the, if I'm running the Rocky show, I'm not saying yes to this. Even if Dick Monfort would give me the cash, I don't, you know, that's a, that's a tough bullet to bite, but bring back another player who's, you know, had a, a bit of a troubled couple of years, but maybe he's a rebound candidate. Hopefully he's a pitcher. Uh, and if I have to just buy him out of the rest of his contract and cut him, then I'll do that too. But at the very least, give me a little something else, but. I've seen I've seen a lot of far worse Charlie Blackman proposed uh, trade proposals, and and you know the the reason why this really stuck out to me is because again we're talking about you know who who places the call who makes that who who where is the impetus lie where who has the interest who gets the ball rolling, and in this particular instance you could see Atlanta doing that for a guy who went to Georgia Tech so like he's a local kid like he is you know, an Atlanta Georgian boy. So, I mean, I think that fits really well with their franchise. And and I think Charlie would be interested in doing that. Again, Atlanta, Atlanta is now, you know, seemingly this this perennial, you know, NL yep. East favorite. So, I mean, that that really works out for him. And, and yeah, and it's just a matter of if you think you can, you know, get more out of Ender Inciarte on the field. You know, you know, you know, as a nice little you know, reliever, he, he's okay. You know, he, he 
pitched in parts of the last two seasons and pitched 21 innings with, with Atlanta this past year. So he's again, nothing major, but he's again, it, it's, it's something again, you have to give up something to get something. So right. um, that, that, that there's still value there. And again, still very controllable, a relatively young guy. So um, that's one that, again, you, you tweak the pieces a little bit here and there. I think, I think something like that, you know, could, could work between those two teams, especially if it keeps, you know, the Rockies, if there's not going to be a, a major rebuild and you're saying, well, this team might still have a window open or we don't want to totally tear it down. Right. Depending on how many playoff teams are going to be uh, in the mix next year in both leagues, you go, well, you know, we've got enough to say, maybe we could sneak in, you know, you don't want to give up too much. And by keeping it, you know, by getting in CRT in that deal, I think you say, all right, we're not giving up that much. We're not totally rebuilding. It might be right. a soft rebuild, but we're not tearing everything down. Right. Now, this next deal, uh, I think, might be even better than a Blackman for India, uh, Ender and Ciarte, and then some, because I think you might even be able to make the case that the Rockies are a better team in 2021 and beyond, definitely beyond, with this trade. Now, in this proposal, you have... Uh, the Rockies giving up Trevor Story, who, remember, has one year left on his current contract. After this year, he becomes a free agent. So there's no guarantee he will leave. There's no guarantee he'll sign with somebody else. But there is the there is that chance. And if he leaves, you know, you might get little to nothing uh, other than a compensation pick. So, And that compensation pick won't really come to fruition until several years down the road. So it's painful, but Rockies give up Trevor Story. And Mets give up. So the Rockies receive Steven Matz, lefty starter, Ahmed Rosario to immediately plug in at shortstop with three more years of control, and one of their top prized prospects, shortstop. Maybe he becomes a second baseman, Ronnie Mauricio. Drew, are the Rockies better in this Rockies Mets trade? Quite possibly. And that's a very difficult thing to say when you're moving out right. a guy of Trevor Story's capabilities. And there's always that X factor of, will any of these guys come to Coors Field and, and be a shell of themselves? And believe it or not, it acts to hitters as well. Not quite as drastically as it does to pitchers, but we've seen plenty of hitters come here still in you know their physical primes and really not be able to handle the one the physical element of it and and the road the going on the road element of it and and just how dramatic those adjustments can be that said this reminds me a lot of the matt holiday trade mm. it it reminds me and and again i know there were people at the time it's one of the reasons why I'm I'm really glad I've been following this team closely for 28 years. Believe it or not, as as, as much as the gray is coming out in the beard now, um, <laughs> that because I can I can go back to these certain moments in time and kind of remember. And and there was general outrage at the Colorado Rockies trading Matt Holiday, and and you can understand you know, why it was. Sure. The very next season after they'd just been to the World Series, he should have been MVP. He was the best of the toddlers, as they as they called him, and and by far, and and he really was the talent anchor of that team. 
And he would go on to continue to be just as talented and, and capable. And, and I think the same thing would happen if the Rockies were to trade Trevor Story in this manner. But this is, and again, Patrick and I have been perusing this site for a while. I'm on Twitter all the time. I see a lot of proposed trades for people like Charlie Blackman, Nolan Arnott on Trevor Story. This is the first one I've seen that I thought made sense for both parties involved and could theoretically make the Rockies better. And, and I thought directly of that Matt Holiday deal where you bring in a young star. In this case, it's Mauriciano. In that case, it was Carlos Gonzalez. You bring in an impact pitcher. In that case, it was Houston Street here. I think I believe it would be Steven Matz. I'm I'm a, a, a like Ender and Ciarte. Actually, there's a very similar, like I like Steven Matz, and I have since he was a prospect. Um actually talked to I won't I won't tell you the nature of the conversation. I actually talked to the previous Rockies general manager about a potential acquisition of Steven Matz at one point. Um so I, I like him and I like his potential profile at Coors Field. Um so yeah, and especially again, if I'm and this is where we we work on the information we have and why the analogy was always about information and not relative intelligence when it came to brain surgery. But I've lost, I lost that one a long time ago. But the information that we don't have is this, you know, do have you been having conversations with Trevor Story about what a possible extension could look like? And if so, is that relatively team friendly? And if so, what does that buy you as a Colorado Rock? Again, back to the branding thing, right? in the potential for this great shortstop, do all of the things for Jersey, the next X, Y, and Z. And, and all that stuff matters. And, and it matters more to owners than it, it does to other people probably. But I got to say, Patrick, even if I thought I could extend Trevor's story, I would consider a trade like this. Uh, I, I think the other big X factor here in, in real world, why you maybe wouldn't, is I think it would it's off Nolan Arenado to no end. <laughs> and then he's, and then you have to trade him uh, or you're going to lose him to the opt out. If you, if you pull this off or it has to work immediately, like he'll get mad right up until the point you're 15 games over 500 because you shored up a really important spot on your rotation. You've acquired a shortstop. Who's not as good, but who's still above average. And you've got this potential star waiting in the wings that you didn't have before. Yeah, the, the Rockies are in a tough spot too, because as, as you said, you're right. You know, part of you know a team's job is is to sell jerseys and stuff. And you know, I, I think different owners might have a different approach and just say, well, if we have a good winning team, we're gonna we're gonna make money regardless. We don't actually need, you know, like we've you and I we've seen plenty of movies in our lives, you know, independent films. You go, man, there's just something different about this script, and you might not know anybody in it, or you watch a foreign film and you go, I don't know who's in it. But I want to see it for the story, just because it looks quality. And I think, you know, you know, the, the Rockies and, and Dick Monfort might be like, we got it's got to have Tom Cruise in it, though. It's got to have Tom <laughs> Cruise in it. You need a star in it, right. and yeah, that's going to do really well. But is it going to be a good movie? And that's that's the difficulty, right? It, that I think the Rockies have. So you, if you to use that star analogy. Charlie Blackman's star is is fading. If, if we're just going to talk about, you know, how many years left he has on his deal, so it's not like there's going to be Blackman jersey sold in four or five years from now. So there's that possibility. Uh, Nolan Arenado, again, is he going to opt out? Is he not? Um, 
we don't know. And then Trevor Story being a free agent. So there's a chance that in a couple of years' time, you don't have any three of these guys as your star player. And you got, you, now you almost have to have McMahon, and you've got to have Rodgers and some of these other guys to step up. And again, there's no guarantees in that. So you you got to – you almost have to keep Nolan Arenado in that situation, right? Like when you, when you look at it from that perspective, you go, well, crap. It, if Story has the option to leave – well, not the option. He can because he's a free agent. And Nolan, I'm going to call his bluff. I don't right. think he's going to opt out. And we know Charlie is, is – is, is towards the end of his career, we we need a star, and and Arenado's a star. So let's let's go and trade Story. Unless you trade Arenado and keep Story, but then the issue with that is you got Arenado, who's essentially it sounds like trying to get out of town. And so why would his his buddy next to him go? Yeah, but I want to stay. You want to get out? I want to stay. It's it's really interesting. It, it's really this. Yeah, see, I actually think that's a far more likely scenario. I actually think the far more likely scenario is a is a trade of Nolan Arenado and and keeping Trevor Story long term. I actually don't think that, that would be better. I think that would be better for Colorado. Yes. Well, and 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 I don't. I don't even. I think it would be better too. But I'm. Saying, I think it's far more likely if they were to do any of these things because I don't think that Story has any particular ill will toward the organization. And while I do True. think. He would prefer to play alongside Nolan. I just don't think that – I'm going to be careful how I say this, but I, I, I don't think that Trevor is at that point in his career yet where he feels like he's entitled to anything, uh, winning whatever. You know what I mean? And, and I sort of feel like his response, if Nolan was traded – would be like, oh man, I guess I got to step it up and I got to kind of be the guy around here. And if they came to him with a fair contract, I believe that he would sign it. Um, if they just turned and, and handed that money right to him. Uh, where the other way, with every, with the bad blood we know that exists and, and the perception of, come on, man, help me win here. And then you trade the guy on the team he likes the best. You just stick your finger in his face. and just yeah. So that's why I think if you trade Trevor, you have to trade Nolan. Where I think it could be, I think it could be worked out the other way. Um, it could be problems, obviously. If and and any trade like that, if it goes the wrong way, you know the team's bad the next year. Um, and if you haven't worked out that extension, then you do have to trade them both. But um, yeah, that's a very logical argument. That 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 does make yeah. sense. What about this? Let's throw another wrench into it. We talked about the three stars. Trey Blackman ultimately not so much of a factor because we know. Only a couple of years left on his deal. Still could come back. He could come back for a series of one-year deals, especially, especially if in 2022 the Universal DH becomes a thing. Right. So maybe we do have Charlie Blackman jerseys still sold in 2025. We actually it. very well I could, could see right? It. Yeah, yeah. I kind of That's one of the things I've talked about is, is you know, we, we keep waiting for Charlie Blackman to not <laughs> hit good. And, and I'm just going to, like, I'm going to see when that happens. You know, that's one of those things that I, I do think is kind of, Kind of funny, but yeah, I mean, you you put it the right way that whether no matter how you look at it, the team is at a crossroads because no answer can't be an answer to these questions. Is there, the wrong there answer? There, right? That's the, the wrong right. Answer. No answer is the wrong answer. Not yeah. an answer. Extend Trevor or trade him. You can't just let him walk for nothing. You know, make peace with Nolan or trade him. You can't just leave the opt out and the the future of the whole thing just totally on the whims of a guy who might be really really pissed off at you 
for good reason. Um, you know, and, and if it's not that way, then continue to ingratiate yourself with him, make better moves to make him happy, win around him and talk to your damn fan base like they're adults. But no answer is not an answer. That's the, that's the only thing here, right? I, I don't think that there's necessarily the wrong move here. I think keeping all of them could be the right move. And I think that's what they're trying to do. But there's a wrong way to do that. There's a right way to keep them all, and there's a wrong way to keep them all. That's, I think, what we're trying to put in here, right? Is small. But you got to do it smart. You can't keep all yeah. three of those guys in a way that torpedoes your team forever. And the Rockies need to be smart about it, too. Yeah, the, the, the wrinkle I was going to throw in there is talking about the three stars as the three as uh, the three pivotal characters in this. Like, hey, if you do this, if you if you move uh, Arenado, you know what? Story is going to be disappointed as he should be, uh, but he still could stick around and go, yeah, you know what? You're 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 going to make me well off the rest of my life. Or you say, ah, you know what? If you trade Story, maybe you get better pieces, and now you know Arenado is going to be a little bit happier because you still need to keep that star. The fourth cog in this wheel, in a sense, and he's. In some ways, he's a star. Um, is Jeff Breidich because you remove him <laughs> from the equation now? How does Nolan Arenado feel about staying? Totally. And how does Trevor Story feel about staying? And now maybe you have your cake and eat it too. Uh, you actually know the, the the analogy would you can have your cake if you fire your GM. I, I don't know. These just we're speculating <laughs> here. We're having our fun here, man. We're having fun. Um, uh, I think that's, I actually, I don't think it's going to get any better. I think we've got to leave it there. I think we've got to wrap it up at you can have your cake if you fire your gym. And I'll say this, if Trevor Story also walked in there and said, Hey, look, man, Hey, not, not, Hey, look, man, but you, Mr. Momfort, sir, if you get rid of him, I'll sign that extension. We've been talking about again, he, I think that could push it over the top. We're Nolan wait, right wait. now. I understand. This is this sounds like a wrestling angle. Like wait a minute, I know, like right? they're a tag team. Like, look, if so and so happens, you give me a shot at the title. You're book. Right. You're doing some booking here. I think right. you're doing a real That's Vince right. Russo situation here. <laughs> that was the, that was a work shoot or worked shoot. Yeah, shoot promo. Uh, <laughs> all right, fifty thirty. We did. We Make sure to hang out with us and make sure to send us your free trade Friday proposals at baseballtradevalues.com. We'll rule them in all the ways we think they could work, maybe not work, maybe add to them, do all kinds of fun stuff with it, man. It's a great way to participate in the conversation, whether email it like Liam did to either Drew or Patrick at the DNVR.com, or you can hit us up on social media at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at DNVR. DNVR.com. Read all that written content. You can always leave us comments there. You get discounts on hats, shirts, masks. You get a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar when it reopens. And you get to hang out with us in the Discord, chatting about all kinds of things from TV shows to music to just the goings on in the world to the video game awards, which are coming here on our live DNVR network that's the the next thing we're doing over on the dnvr gaming podcast handing out our own awards for our favorite games of the year and then after that because it's friday 
it's Mandalorian watch time, man. It's it. You know what? It's a rough time to be a Rockies fan right now, but it is a great time to be a nerd. So come hang out with us on those podcasts. And thank you so much for continuing to listen to this one. Just keep being absolutely awesome out there. We'll keep being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Priest in here. And until next time, at the ballpark.